More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, resolving resistance. Frustrated with a stubborn person in your life? Is that stubborn person you? We want to help you break through resistance gracefully, whoever it comes from. 877-573-7825. Marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Resolving Resistance. Are you frustrated with a particularly stubborn person that you have to deal with in your life? Well, we're going to help you break through resistance gracefully. That number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Well, come on. We got to realize that it can be really frustrating when we're dealing with someone who seems like they won't listen or they resist change no matter what we do, what we say. Are you struggling to know how to break through the barriers they're putting up? Whether it's your child who won't do what you've asked them to do, your spouse who won't listen to your concerns, Or someone you're trying to help who just won't let you. Resistance is hard to deal with. Of course, we can be stubborn too. Maybe you're frustrated with yourself because of the resistance you face when you're trying to make a change in your life. Whether you see it in yourself or others, resistance and stubbornness is hard to handle well. Let us help you discover A graceful way, many graceful ways to overcome resistance. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. I know that, that when I feel like I'm trying to make a change in my life and all of the past experiences I've had, the voices in my head that are negative that other people have planted there give me resistance even within myself. Sometimes it's hard to remember what to do to overcome that, but when you're dealing with trying to make a change, trying to make your life better or somebody else's life better or just let it run well and there are other people putting up resistance, well then Not only do you get frustrated, sometimes you get downright angry, and it can really damage your relationships. And so here's here's a short version. If you, when I ask you the question, you know, is there a person in your life that makes you want to beat your head into a wall (laughs) just by thinking about them? That's who we're talking about today. (laughs) It doesn't matter Mm. who they are. Mm. Whenever that person's Mm. face comes into your mind, you just want to like. 
just beat your head into the desk because that's easier than dealing with them. Well, let's talk about how to resolve that resistance. It's 877-573-7825. And let's be honest, sometimes that person is us, right? Because Well, yeah, I was you know, saying I can struggle with it many, many days. We want to make a change. We and then we we say I'm going to do that thing and then we get into the situation and it's like, you know, we watch ourselves not do the thing. And we criticize ourselves for not doing the thing, and we beat up on ourselves, and we say we should do the thing, but we're not doing the thing. And then afterward, we're like, what was wrong with you? <laughs> Why did you well, do the thing? Well, and then, and then we get <laughs> down on ourselves for so long that it oppresses us so much that we don't get the energy. It robs the energy from us to try to do the thing the next day, whether that's we want to get up earlier so we can make it to daily mass or pray or have time to just gather our thoughts. If it's we really want to lose weight, if it's we really want to get some time to do such and such because we know it's good for us. Get a handle on a particular emotion, anxiety. Apply for a new job, whatever those things are. The problem is when we meet with resistance inside ourselves, as you were saying, Greg, we start beating ourselves up. And so not only do we not do the thing, but then we like heap bricks on ourselves that make it so much harder to do the thing we want to do the next time. So whether you're frustrated with yourself because you're having a hard time making a change you'd like to see happen, or you're frustrated with somebody that you're dealing with who just won't listen or resist the changes that you're suggesting. Uh, We are here to help you deal gracefully with resistance. You know, one of the things I'm thinking of here, though, is if it's us, we do. We heap those bricks of guilt and annoyance on ourselves, and that makes it a whole lot harder to, to break through that resistance. But... If it's somebody else and you're hearing what Greg and I are saying here, you're probably saying, oh, well, that's why they put up so much resistance to me. They've got all of this going on in their mind and their heart and their soul and their life. I should go easier on them. And then we're frustrated because we feel like we have to go easier on them. But we don't go easier on ourselves. And the whole thing doesn't produce the fruit we want it to produce, which is overcoming the resistance to doing more godly, healthy good things in our lives or relationships. Give us a call today if this is ringing true for you and your relationships at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. When we run into resistance, whether it's in others or ourselves, we have a tendency to adopt one of two reactions. Of course, the first one we've already talked about, which is to kind of push harder. Right. Mm-hmm. But then the other reaction is to just sort of give up and say, well, I should just let it go. Mm-hmm. And then we vacillate between those two poles because we, we you know, the harder we push, you know, the, the, the more we feel like we're throwing good effort after bad. Uh, but then we can't we can't give it up because it's too important a thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so then that just drives us crazy. The good news is there is another option that actually works. And we're going to unpack that throughout the course of the show. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not aware of what that is, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections that showed how prayerfully contemplating God's design in creation can help reveal God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The Theology of the Body reminds us that at all times, 
We need to treat other people, even people we find difficult to deal with, as persons. When we experience someone as being stubborn or resistant to our needs or concerns, we tend to see them as a project or even as the enemy. But the, that only increases their resistance because God built into each person a natural tendency to reject or at least be suspicious of any words or actions that make us feel like we're being manipulated or not treated as the persons we are deserving of love. It seems counterintuitive, but instead of pushing harder, when we encounter resistance, which inevitably makes a person feel like a project, we should first try empathy. Empathy, yes, that's right. Now, what does that mean? Well, the main reason people become stubborn is that deep down they're afraid that if they give us what we're asking for, or we make the change that we're looking at, they won't be able to get their other needs met. Right? And when we feel like someone's being stubborn and trying to frustrate us, a good habit to get into is to ask this empathetic question, hey, can you help me understand what you think you'd lose or how you'd think you'd suffer if you made the change that I'm asking for? Because once you have the answer to that question, you can first affirm the importance of that other person's need and then work together to find a solution that addresses both sets of concerns. You know, the theology of the body reminds us to see resistance as a message, and people, even disagreeable people, as persons who deserve to be heard, helped, and loved, but not manipulated. You know, if you take this approach, you're going to see how the theology of the body can help you break down resistance and build bridges. Because again, you know, in the theology of the body, there's this kind of reflection on our relationship with our desires, you know, and the tendency to to um, pursue our desires in, in in unhealthy ways. And how can we begin to redeem those desires and give those desires to God so He can teach us what to do with them? This has a lot to do with resistance because those desires that are on our hearts are often the things that that, that make us want more. But then we end up getting in our own way because of the way we try to approach those desires. And so by adopting this more humble approach, an empathetic approach, we're able to listen to the resistance as a message instead of treating it as a sign that we or other people are just dumb or broken or hopeless. <laughs> well, we want to help you deal with resistance in yourself or with others. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. We're talking about resolving resistance. Let's bring our concerns to the Lord, then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we know that following you calls us to change and grow. And we also know that you've given us the mission to help all those you've placed in our life thrive and flourish and become everything that you've created them to be as well so that working together we can all help each other on the path toward becoming what you see when you look at us those whole healed godly grace-filled people but lord often we resist that call to change and others resist our invitations to change in ways that we feel would be good and so we ask you lord for the wisdom to know what the right answers are, 
the compassion and empathy that allows us to really hear those resistances as messages so that we can respond to them rather than trying to push through them. Help us to remember that other people are not projects or enemies, but persons who deserve to be loved, who deserve to be listened to, and helped to become everything you created them to be. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name, in the name of, the of the Father, Father the, the Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Resolving Resistance, as we talk about dealing with those resistances we encounter in other people when we've asked them to make a change or we're trying to support them in making a change and they just won't do it or ourselves when we're trying to make a change in our lives and we can't quite get ourselves to make that happen how do we overcome that gracefully 877-573-7825 let's talk now with andy who's listening to ewtn radio in ohio hi andy welcome to more to life what's going on hi um, I was listening to your show on Tuesday, and a man called uh, with a story, and his wife apparently told him that she didn't trust him and she could never trust him. And yes, I remember that the, call. Yeah, that was kind of intense. Um, it was. You asked him if he prayed with his wife, and he said he did. And I thought, well, that's, that's really remarkable. <laughs> I have a really hard time. Like, I, And you asked him if he had a good relationship. And he said yes, and you mm-hmm. said, by the sounds of it, you really don't. So my question is, I feel like I have a Right, and I want to be clear wife. here, Andy, just for the other listeners who didn't hear it. The gentleman said he prayed with his wife, but only in, um, in ways that were very formal, words that weren't their own. They didn't pray about anything about their own lives, their relationship, or what was concerning him in the call. And he was afraid to actually bring up these topics of concern with her. And so because they didn't have that communication at all, that's why that's why I said that. But yes. but you, it, it, it sounds like it struck a chord for you. So, so what, what can well, we help you yeah, with? Yeah, because I'm resistant to pl- praying out loud with my wife. I don't know how to bring up things in prayer that are like concerning me about her because then i just feel like i'm just picking on her in prayer and then the prayer is kind of a facade so i don't know like i don't pray out loud well that's fair you don't want to let you don't want to lecture your wife about you know in 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 the guise prayer is a weapon which i think andy i'm just going to say this that makes you a really wonderful man of god and a really great husband that you have concerns but you don't want to turn prayer into a weapon and make it a wedge between you, your wife, and both of you and God. So good on you. Give me an example. Would you mind giving me an example of, of something that you'd like to pray about, but you're not sure how to you know do it without it sounding like a lecture? Sure. I just hope she's not listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just the other day, she was in a, in a pretty stormy mood and didn't really speak with me much. And I don't know if it was because of me or not, right? And I, I, um, it doesn't do much good for me to try to pry the reason out because usually it just says I'm just in a bad mood. So I, I think the right thing for me to do then is just dis- dismiss it and uh, accept her answer. Um, but I have a hard time just forgiving her for that to some extent because she treats me like she doesn't like want me around at that point. And then all of a sudden, maybe the next day or so, she's all bubbly again. Uh, and in a good mood, and I just, I can't switch that fast. So I'd like to pray about that. 
Uh, okay. And I guess well, so so yeah, yeah, you know, so that's great. So so let me let me suggest this. So so the first step in that I think would be um, going to her and having a conversation, so that you can kind of frame the prayer in terms of a larger problem-solving conversation. And what I would do is when she's in that more bubbly mood, I'd go back to her and say, "I'm really glad that you're in a better place." Um, and you know what? And this is really important to say this too. I, I I want you to be free to feel whatever you're feeling, right? I mean, you're you're everybody's allowed to have a bad day. I'm glad you're feeling better, you know. Um, but sometimes when you are having that bad day, you do things that kind of hurt my feelings. You, you make me feel like you don't want me to be around. You you just kind of lash out at me, and it really does hurt. And and I don't know how to let that go when you just kind of next day everything's fine. You know, um, I'd really like us to figure out a better way to handle that so that you can, you know, have your right to have a bad day, but kind of maybe let me be part of it in, in helping you figure out how to feel better, you know? And, and so, so, so you're framing it in a helpful way. It's not like you're picking on her for having the bad day. You're, you're saying it's fine, you know, but you're saying, you know, I would like to kind of, I would love it if you could help me be part of it and help me figure out how to feel, how us, we could work together to help you feel better instead of you treating me like you'd you know rather not have anything to do with me you know what what and then you talk about that and then because she, she probably she's probably going to say well gee i don't really know what to do okay then that's when the prayer time comes in and then it's well okay you know let's pray would you mind if we prayed about this then and then you know as part of your for example morning prayer or whatever prayer time you have you just say you know lord help us to figure out how best to handle those situations you know help me to know how to be a support to my wife when she's when she's having a hard day and 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 please help her be willing to open up to me so that i can be part of helping her feel better and and we can really learn to work through this together right so you see it's not this way it's not you know can you please help my wife stop being such a witch you yeah, know it's <laughs> my wife and her crummy moods and how she takes it out of me it really is about the fact that you're you're you've started a conversation you're really praying about how to be the best husband you can be, the best couple you can be, the most godly people you can be, and how you can support her in whatever she's, you know, go going through. So it's definitely not using it as a weapon because you're also inviting her to say, you know, please help my husband be able to do X, Y, and Z that I, you know, need from him. And it becomes a, a part of your life that, because we all need to change. You know, marriage is about growing and healing. It's a sacrament of healing. And so we all need to go through different stages in our life, different times where we're shedding the old us and putting on the new us in Christ and moving together into better circumstances. And so we need to be able to ask for God's grace to do this and to do it together well. So that's that, just take that suggestion, start the conversation the way I'm proposing. And in fact, you know, you can listen to the podcast if, uh, you know, um, if you have a hard time remembering what I said. Yeah, I would suggest And maybe it. make some notes there. Um, so that'll be up later today. And then, you know, then you can kind of start to pray about it together as you seek solutions with each other as opposed to it just being you, know, you complaining about your wife in front of God. But Andy, I love the fact that you want to pray with her. You want your marriage to be even better and better every day. You're on the right track and if there's anything else we can do as you venture forth in this please feel free to contact us if you'd like more information on, on how to pray together about these kinds of things we talk about exactly this in our book praying for and with your spouse the way to deeper love it's available at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold again the title praying for and with your spouse the way to deeper love what a great question i'd great actually love question. to unpack that a little bit more if we have some time in the show but uh, right now we're taking your calls at 877 
573-7825. The show is titled Resolving Resistance. And whether you're frustrated with someone else that you're dealing with who seems like they won't listen or resist change no matter what you do or say, and that could be your kid who isn't listening to what you ask them to do or your spouse who won't hear your concerns or some other friend or family member who's just making you want to beat your head into a wall. (laughs) Or it could be yourself, who's trying to make a change and uh, just keeps tripping over your own feet and you're not sure why. Either way, dealing with resistance is always hard. Let us help make it a little easier today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life. We'll be back with your questions coming up after the break. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. People think it's easier to stay in the muck. The devil that we know is easier than the devil we don't know, but what they don't realize is that the situation can get worse. And what we're seeing now with some of these very liberal orders, let's say, for example, these liberal orders that are dying out, especially religious sisters, dying out, literally folding. And then you have the religious orders such as the Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, the Dominican Sisters in Nashville, the Sisters of Life in New York flooded with requests for information and to meet with the sisters about this beautiful life because they're so joyful because they are living the truth of scripture and the truth of the Eucharist of Jesus. But these people will not let go because then you have to look yourself in the mirror and then you have to surrender. I think it all goes back to the Garden of Eden. Who's God? Are we God or is God God? Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. That's why the Catholic Health Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Resolving Resistance. You know, are you frustrated trying to deal with somebody who seems like they won't listen or won't change no matter what you do or say? Maybe you're trying to help them make a change and they keep getting stuck in the mud or maybe you're the one who's trying to make a change and you keep running into resistance and wondering what's wrong with me why can't i make that change well we want to help you deal with resistance gracefully today on more to life 877-573-7825 let's talk now with our next caller who's listening to ewtn radio in washington on sirius xm 130 hi listener welcome more to life what can we do for you hi um i have a sister who has a history of mental illness and we suspect also maybe she's a bit autistic, and she refuses to go to the doctor. And um, I know because she's afraid of what happened, you know, 25 years ago when she was going through mental illness episodes. So she hurt her back about six months ago, 
and she re-injured it three weeks ago. She's in a lot of pain. Now she hardly leaves the bed or her room, and now she's starting to not be able to keep food down, and she just refuses to go to the doctor to get help or to get an x-ray or anything. And we even tried to line up a company that would come to the house and do x-rays to try to see what's going on, and she refuses to give us her Medicare card so we can make an appointment. And we know if they showed up to the house, she wouldn't cooperate. We're at our wit's ends. We don't know what to do to get her the medical help that she needs. She's Her life's not in danger, so the laws in Washington State, you know, says she, have to, she has to be a danger to herself or others. So it's not that bad, but we just know that okay. she could get help, but she refuses. And, and and how close are you? Uh, you know, like physically, you know, are you are you are you like you know in 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 a short like are you in another state or is you know the same neighborhood? Um. Well, I I live really far away, but my mom and my brother and her daughter, my my mom and my brother live with her, and they can't get through to her. And her oh. daughter is like a half hour away, and she tried. To so get so there. So your mom and your brother are taking care of her in in in, in their home. Um, I would say she's living in their home. Nobody can take care of her. Yeah. She doesn't let people get close. Well, gotcha. But she's living in the home. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in, in a situation like this, you know, unfortunately, because she's not thinking properly, uh, you know, there, there's not a lot you can do. The only thing you can do kind of is, is kind of take the longer term approach by saying, um, you know, asking, you know, again, the question we posed earlier, what are you afraid would happen if you went to the doctor? What are you afraid you'd lose if you took better care of yourself with this? And trying to work through those specific concerns, um, you know, but, 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 but we can't, you know, dealing, in dealing with resistance, you know, we can't make somebody do a thing. We can only invite them to do the thing and then try to work through their concerns or their worries uh, as they, you know, as we try to help them do the thing. Now, I don't know if she's taking medication for the mental illness that she has, if she has a psychiatrist that's involved in this uh, case, or, or if there's anybody that's working with her professionally, but that, that would be a way to go. Unfortunately, um, you know, unless the situation does deteriorate to the point where her health is in danger, then there's not going to be a lot you can do in this situation. I was going to suggest a, a you know a wellness check or or maybe even if she's elderly, you could have um, uh, the county's elder services come check. But again, if there's not a, a th- issue threatening her life, then the, then there's not a lot you can do in this situation, unfortunately. But I would say can can continue to press the conversation of what are you afraid would happen, and really walking her step-by-step through those concerns so that hopefully you can have a breakthrough with that. I'm sorry that you're dealing with that situation. We've added you guys to our More to Life prayer list. If we can support you further, don't hesitate to reach out. We're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about dealing with resistance. Stick around. Now that the abortion problem has been returned to the states, we will most likely be called upon to give a reason for our pro-life activism. But this is war than a mere political issue. It's an opportunity to present the gospel of life. It's an opportunity to demonstrate the kingdom's view of this world and of human life. And the central question in this dispute is going to be, what is the status of preborn human life? Many Christians need to recognize that yes, we have to do the political thing, but we have greater opportunities here. We have an opportunity to engage people about the very meaning of life itself. I mean, that's why John Paul II wrote the gospel of life. 
He didn't just write some sort of political anti-abortion tract, right? He's talked about the gospel of life. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. The American Medical Association says informed consent to medical treatment is a fundamental right established in both medical ethics and U.S. law. Patients have the right to receive information and ask questions about recommended treatments so that they can make well-considered decisions about care. When speaking with a patient regarding different procedures and care options, a physician must give accurate information about the diagnosis, treatment, benefits, and risk, and allow the patient to ask questions. Ensure the patient understands the consequences of the treatment alternatives and decide if the patient is capable of making decisions with a sound mind. Document the informed consent conversation and the patient's or their healthcare agent's treatment decision. It is vital to have a healthcare agent who is aware of all your wishes, values, and medical information so that your wishes are respected in the event you are not able to make these decisions at some point. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Jesus reminds us that the key to receiving mercy is being merciful to others. Being merciful means treating people in a manner that reminds them of their worth in God's eyes. We have lots of chances to practice being merciful all day, but the best place to start is in our marriage and family lives. Here are some ways you can begin being merciful to your spouse and kids and reminding them of what they're worth in God's eyes. First, be demonstrative with your love and affection. Let your spouse and kids feel God's love for them flowing through your arms when you hold them. Second, serve with joy. Remind your spouse and kids how much they're worth to God by taking the time to respond promptly to their concerns and requests. And third, bear wrongs patiently and forgive willingly. By practicing these spiritual works of mercy, we give our spouse and kids a physical reminder that nothing they do will separate them from God's love or ours. To learn more about being merciful in your marriage and family life, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, Resolving Resistance. Are you frustrated dealing with a stubborn person in your life? You know, having a hard time getting them to listen or make the changes that you've asked them to make? Or maybe you're the one who is struggling with resistance as you're trying to make a change and you're not sure why you keep tripping over your own two big fat feet. Well, we are here to help. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Give us a call. Let us show you graceful ways to deal with resistance. Before we go to our next caller, we want to let you know that our friends at Annunciation Radio need to hear from you next week. They're airing their annual fall share next Tuesday through Friday. So if you are listening on any of their five stations across northern Ohio, please be sure to support them. And wherever you're listening, be sure to support your local EWTN Catholic radio station with your prayers and your financial support so we can keep being here for you and showing you how to live a more abundant, faithful, and grace-filled life. 
With that, let's go back to our calls. Lisa, who's on deck? We're talking with Joe, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Joe. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? So um, I have an issue with, um, well, it's actually both my wife and my son. So um, my my wife was, my, my son was in the service. He got out of the service. He met this gal that uh, previously uh I did not know this until he started, they were in a relationship till later on. She has a couple uh, children from, from another um, man, and uh, he's been living with this gal for the last five or six years. Um, her, I didn't find out until later on that she was married, and she's still married. And I'm asking my son to at least um, resolve this, either have her get divorced. Her, her, hus- her husband's in the penitentiary. So this situation's been going on and on. My wife has built a relationship with uh, uh, his girlfriend, and uh, every time I bring stuff up, it's like I get resistance from both of them, and I'm the bad guy. And I'm just telling—I'm just trying to ask him to do the right thing. He's Catholic. He knows. He knows. I mean, brought up Catholic, raised Catholic, so um, he knows. Okay. So, so here's. Let, let me ask you a question, Joe. So, so first of all, how old is he? He's uh, 32. Okay. Uh, and, and so when you say that he's Catholic, do you mean that he was raised Catholic or that he actually practices his faith now? Like, what, what, what's, well, his really, what's his he, spiritual relationship? As, 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 a, as, a, as a child and going through catechism and everything, he went through all the motions and all the steps. Um, and he actually, all the steps, and he actually going to church with us and stuff like that. I do, now he's kind of dropped out of that, but he still believes in his faith. Okay, so 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 well, the reason I asked that question, Joe, is because I think we have a tendency to assume that because our kids went through certain things, like they went to Catholic school or they went to catechism or we we took them to mass, that we we kind of we assume that they have their own personal relationship with God or with the church, and very often they don't, um, because doing those things isn't really enough to to. To, to really develop the kind of relationship that that makes a person a disciple, right? Because what you're really talking about here is that you want your son to be a disciple of Christ and, and, and a faithful Catholic person. But he, he doesn't have, he's not been evangelized, essentially. He doesn't have the kind of relationship that that, that discipleship conversation makes sense to have with him. Um, and there's nothing wrong, by the way, with with being with taking that direct approach, with saying, "Hey, look, you know, you were raised in a certain way, and 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 you know these things. You know, why aren't you living according to them?" But when that approach doesn't work, then doing more of it is not is is just doubly not going to work, right? You're going to get more pushback. So so in in our book, having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with adult sons and daughters, we talk about the difference between approval and accompaniment. And that's kind of the thing you're struggling with here. Obviously, you can't approve of the arrangement. There's, there's all kinds of things that are wrong with this relationship that your son's in. Uh, and the living together is, is problematic. Um, so, you know, you don't want to approve of that. Yeah, I mean, he's living in grave sin, and you don't want to validate it in any way. But there's a difference between approving and accompanying. So think of it this way. You know, even when we're sinning, like, well, let's back up. God sustains our life, right? We can't take a single breath unless God breathes it into us, right? So God is always present with us. He's always accompanying us, 
even when we're doing wrong things. Right. And so, we all do wrong things. Know, I mean, you know, you would think that, you know, if we were doing, if we were sinning, especially habitually sinning, God would just strike us dead, right? But, but he doesn't. He, he's, he doesn't support the sin, but he does support our life. He's still with us. He accompanies us in the ways that he can be present to us, in the ways that will allow him to be present to us, even while he continues to gently remind us that there's a better path to walk. And, you know, and, and, and by being present to us in ways that we will allow him to be, you know, that, that, that allows him to use grace to continue to call us to a better path. So I don't want you to approve of what your son's doing, but I do want you to have a relationship with him. And I'd even like you to have a relationship with the girlfriend. Not again, not to pretend that everything's okay. I want you to have the long-term goal of, of leading them to a healthier place, to leading them to a godlier place, um, and and you know, looking, praying for opportunities to even have direct conversations mm-hmm. with them. Not just not just about what they're doing wrong, but more about how much more God wants for them. Well, and and definitely about what God wants for them, but also just you know, if they balk or pull back, and when you speak in any kind of faith-based way. Joe, it's okay as you try to have this relationship with them to just say, you know, you guys are setting yourself up for a world of hurt here. You know, you, 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 lady, are are in a relationship and you're trying to protect your kids and you're trying to be with my son who could give you and your kids some stability, but you haven't divorced your husband who's in prison and when he gets out, He's going to expect to be your husband again. He's going to expect and legally be able to take over with these kids again. You are setting yourself up for a world of hurt, and you're giving yourself less than you and your kids deserve. And you're saying the same thing to your son. You're acting like you're in a lifelong relationship with this woman. You're, you're, you're professing with your actions to love her, to want to be there for her children. But you legally and spiritually can't be because there are a ton of blocks here and i don't want to see you guys hurting this badly and i'd really wish you guys would talk about how to protect yourself for the from the world to hurt you're setting yourselves up for now when a christian says you guys should stop that because that you're living in sin everything everything what we mean is what lisa just said yeah you know you're, you're you're settling for less than god wants to give you you're 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 setting yourself up to be hurt and i love you too much and i don't want you to be hurt but we use that shorthand about you know being in sin and and but somebody who's not been dis- discipled like your son hasn't um doesn't understand that language and so you have to approach it in a way where you're saying you know i love you guys and i want what's best or at for least both to of you. your son if you don't feel like you have any relationship with this woman you know but i want what's best for both of you and, and those children and i don't want you to settle for less and and i feel like you are settling for a lot less and setting yourselves up for a whole world of hurt that i'd really wish that you you would you would you would find a way to avoid and so that's the approach you want to take but but you want to do that in the context of a relationship you don't want to make your relationship dependent upon him you know making all the right choices because then that eliminates your ability long term to be a positive influence and and a source of grace in his life so again, we, we develop this theme more in our book, having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with adult sons and daughters, where we talk about the difference between accompanying somebody who is in a sinful place versus approving of that, of that lifestyle or those choices. And it's a really important distinction that allows you to 
be faithful and not throw your values under the bus or throw your uh, need to be prophetic in somebody's life under the bus, but allows you to be part of their lives in a way that, that shows them respect and love and ultimately would lead them to respect where you're coming from too, which makes them more open to listening to what you have to say. So, you know, Joe, we, we are 100% behind you uh, in, in wanting to make this happen for your son. You are totally right in what you want to do. Here. We just want to help you take a different approach that will be more effective. And so if, you know, reflect on some of the things we've said here, but if you want to take it deeper, I'd really encourage you to take a look at the book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. It's available at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. And it'll walk you through that process of knowing how to accompany your son without necessarily approving of what he's doing. Thank you so much for the call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Today's show is titled Resolving Resistance as we talk about those people that we get frustrated with because they just won't listen or they just won't change or they won't let us help. And whether we're talking about, you know, a little kid, you know, who won't do what you ask them to do or your spouse who just won't listen, or a friend or family member who just keeps doing those hurtful or, or dumb things and you can't get them to stop, or yourself, mm-hmm. or you get frustrated with yourself for trying to make a change and keep running into the wall of resistance. We are here to help. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day. Which comes to us from James chapter 4, verse 6. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And the reason I chose this scripture for today is that, you know, humility doesn't mean beating ourselves up. It means saying, what can I learn from this person? Or what can I learn from this experience? Um, and in the face of resistance, humility, you know, rather than trying to power through the resistance and thinking and, and basically giving to the pride that says either, how dare you do that and I'm going to just power through you or, or what's wrong with me, I should be better than that. Having the humility to listen and say, what can I learn by listening to this resistance? And then asking the other person the question we posed at the beginning of the show, you know, what are you afraid you'd lose if you made this change? Or what are you, how, you, how, do you, how are you afraid you'd suffer if you made that change? And then working through that, asking ourselves that, instead of beating up on ourselves for not being able to make that change, saying, you know, what am I afraid I'd lose if I made that change? Even if, the, if, if like, you know, for example, if, I, if I'm mad at myself for not losing weight, well, you know, losing weight would be a good thing, right? But what am I afraid I would lose if I, if I, if I went and went on that exercise and diet? Well, maybe I'd lose the ways that I, I get comfort from my stressful life. And so then I need to find ways to comfort myself and deal with stress in healthier ways, in ways that would be more satisfying, which would then allow me to do the diet and exercise that I need to do to lose weight. Do you see what I'm saying? So by, by having that humility to listen to the resistance rather than fighting it, God gives me the grace to change. With that, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about resolving resistance today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. Give us a call if either someone you care about is making you beat your head into the wall with how frustrated you are with their resistance, or you're frustrating yourself by not being able to make a change that you'd like. 877-573-7825. We'll be back in a minute with your calls. 
This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. He is honored by the Church as a saint with the title of the Angelic Doctor. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Thomas Aquinas wrote a basic textbook for young theology students that became the Church's most famous guide to the faith, the Summa Theologica. It helped him earn the title Doctor of the Church. He died in 1274. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, resolving resistance. Whether you're frustrated with someone you're dealing with who seems like they won't listen or resist change no matter what you do or say, or you're frustrated with yourself for not being able to make a change that you know would be good for you but you can't seem to make happen, we are here for you. The number is 877-573-782. Let's talk now with our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Welcome, listener. What can we do for you? Hello? Hello? You're on the Uh, air. What can we do for you today? I had a question. Um, I, uh, I have a friend that is Catholic, and we've been in a prayer group for quite some time although over COVID it kind of ended, but through this abortion thing, in August I found out that she was pro-abortion. She voted no in August. 
Well, with that, for listeners, for just uh, let me interrupt for just a second. For, for listeners who don't know what our caller is referring to, in Ohio, we had a recent initiative. The first one was in August, where uh, there was a vote to kind of put down changing the constitution by simple majority. And then just this week, of course, uh, there was another issue on the ballot for approving abortion up to even birth, uh, which did pass. and enshrining it in the constitution. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so you. You were having a discussion with your friend about that and she voted in favor of those things um so what can we help you with it was a heated discussion in august about 40 minutes and this is an older woman 85 mm. anyway mm. i mean it just came as a shock to me and i wasn't mm-hmm. prepared for it upset me well anyway then i decided to just you know stay calm about it well then with the vote not getting through this week She's been trying yeah. to call me every day, and I'm not answering. So how do you handle that? Why, 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 that do you, yeah. why do you think she's sent? Because you're saying you haven't spoken to her since August. This is well, just horrible. A bit. Just, just a little bit. Just in bits and pieces. To, right. Trying to see if maybe I, did, I said anything that would change her mind. I don't think okay. I did because she was, she was very adamant saying I didn't know what I was talking about. And I, I just said it's about abortion. That's all I have to know. Um, bottom line, you know, she was trying to bring politics and things into it. But uh, I don't know how to handle it. I don't really want to talk to anybody that's pro-abortion. They're not in my circle. Now, I mean, I've got family members that, you know, I have to deal with. I don't need friends, if so-called friends, that actually say... You know, to me, if you're Catholic, how can you be for abortion? No, no, I mean, I, I hear your pain. I hear it so clearly. I understand it so thoroughly. And I understand that you do need, on the one hand, to bring more people who are of a like mind and like heart into your circle so that you do feel supported. And unfortunately for us as Christians, we have the full example of Jesus who, thanks be to God, did not shun anyone who disagreed with him or yeah. didn't see things clearly or we'd all be in big trouble. So, yeah. And we're called to be able to be that conduit between God and others. Well, I mean, it's part of our call to evangelize, right? I mean, you know, so an evangelizing doesn't just mean, you know, yelling Bible verses or catechism quotes on the, on the, on the, on the corner. It, it means entering into relationship with people who are sometimes hard to deal with and, and showing them God's love so that we, they can see that there's a better way. You know, which does you know that doesn't mean you have to be friends with every person on the planet. No. But if there are people in your life and there's a way to work on those relationships, um, then it's important to find ways to kind of you know uh, to be in relationship with those people to the degree that they'll let us, so that we can be a light in their lives. And I think it's so important to understand that when when you're having a conversation like this with another person, if we make it about politics, if we make it about the vote, we're never going to get to any kind of change of heart or understanding with each other because everybody, everybody on the planet is always motivated by fear and misunderstanding and their own personal pain in some way. So I, I would just share a little bit personally. I mean, I had a similar situation with a friend of mine who is Catholic, says they're Catholic, but they, they're very pro-abortion. And the topic came up. Um, and, you know, it, it, it makes me angry, too. I completely empathize with the We completely with the empathize. But, you know, I, I was really praying hard through that whole thing. And um, 
I said, you know, I said to her, so tell me what it is that you feel abortion is the best solution to. And she kind of thought for a second there because you know, people who people who you know are kind of have reactive positions to anything often don't really think through what they're trying to accomplish. And and she you know kind of after thinking about it you know, gave a whole bunch of different scenarios that she felt like abortion was the solution to. And I said, so you, do you really believe that abortion is the only and or best solution to those problems? And she looked a little confused, and she said, well, but I think that's the only solution that we've got. And I said, I think that shows a tremendous lack of imagination and compassion for seeking real answers. And she was kind of shocked by that. It didn't occur. It didn't change her mind. It didn't. But, but it gave her something to really think about. Because, again, you know, the, the, the point is, if you can get a person to kind of to really think through their positions on things, that's that opens up a crack where the Holy Spirit can begin to work. And so what I would suggest to you, if you're talking with your friend about this, is to say exactly what I said. What, what is it that you think abortion is the best solution to? What are the problems that you're trying to solve through abortion? And then ask her, you know, let her reflect on that a little bit. And then, and then ask her the follow-up question. Do you really think that abortion is the only or best answer to those questions? And if not then why aren't we spending energy focusing on those things? Why do you believe that, that it's so important to fight for this one quote-unquote solution and not fight for all those, other, all those other things that would actually solve the problems instead of just creating more problems by murdering a child and hurting the women? And, and honestly, there are so many things we could discuss here on, on what abortion doesn't do that the world tells us it does in terms of helping people. It's an atrocity in so many levels. But you also want to talk to her about why it's so important to her. You know, when I was a very young person, it was in my first year of college at a Catholic college, and I had had a conversion to God, I had a relationship with Christ, but I had been raised in a very pro-abortion feminist family. And we got into a conversation, some girls on, on my hallway and I, about abortion, and they were very pro-life, very Catholic school that I was going to. And I didn't understand where they were coming from. I had all these messages that my family had put in my head. And we discussed it for a long time. And there was a lot of banter about, you know, what it was good for and what it wasn't good for and all this stuff and politics. And then one of the girls in the room said, you know, Lisa, here's the thing. Everything you're saying about taking care of women. She said, my dad died when my mother was pregnant with me. Everybody told her she should have an abortion, and she didn't. And I wouldn't be here right now if she had. And I had a really good life, even though my mom had to work really hard because my dad was gone. Because I loved her, my, the scales literally fell from my eyes that day, and everything changed for me. And I became an incredibly pro-life person because she spoke to my heart about what my experience was, what her experience was, she made it real. So talking to this woman or anyone else, try to get to where their fear and concerns are and how those things can be met in different ways that doesn't cause such horrific destruction. So I completely empathize with your anger. I completely empathize with your outrage. I feel it myself. Um, but don't, I would really just challenge you, don't, don't write people off 
because they don't think the same way you do about anything, especially this incredibly important issue, because we need to be engaging with those people. We can't change hearts if we don't. That's right. And, and the, the more we isolate ourselves, the more those hearts harden and the more children die. And the more women are really, really hurt. Thank you for the call. That's all the time we've got for today's program. If you are looking for ways to overcome the resistance that you are running into in your relationships or in your own life, check out the resources we have for you at catholiccounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. And then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.